Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Andrew Zarian here, Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern with Jim Valley on Saturdays and Sundays, 6 p.m. with me. How, how are you guys doing? Another crazy week of professional wrestling, another jam-packed week of professional wrestling. This is a hot period. I'm really enjoying what's going on in both companies. AEW a little bit more, but this Roman Reigns stuff is fantastic. I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about NXT Vengeance Day that took place last night. A lot of mixed feelings about this show. I'm going to bring MG Geek, our uh, our producer, in when we talk about this because I am, you know, I, I, the direction of NXT has been a lot of stop and goes. We, we, you know, they became developmental after being this tremendously hot product for a number of years. They veered off whatever their plan was originally, and they went into a a Ring of Honor-like competitor. And now they're back to developmental, but they ran a show with over 5,000 people in attendance. So we're going to talk about that. And everything happening with Cody and the Bloodline and Sammy and Roman, how do they pivot to Cody and make it work? Because I am a little concerned after seeing the reaction Sammy's been getting, which well-deserved. I mean, I, if this was October and you were running this program, it should be Sami Zayn all day, every day. But right now we're in WrestleMania season and you have to get to WrestleMania in a way that Cody looks great. We're going to talk about that and a new TNT champion. Man, what a great match. Samoa Joe, Darby Allen. Brutal match. That and a whole lot more today on the show. I'm going to... I got to break this all down for everybody. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. 
days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're gonna love it. And you're gonna love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition here on Sports Byline. Go down some of the news of the week. We'll start off with sad news. Lenny Poffo, famously known as the genius from the Poffo family, Macho Man Randy Savage's brother, passed away at the age of 68 years old. The news was broken by Hacksaw Jim Duggan on Facebook, and he wrote, With a very, very heavy heart, I've been asked to let everybody know that the passing of our friend and colleague, Lenny Poffo, the genius. No cause of death was given. He was living in Ecuador recently and he was still very active uh you know very unique character very unique story i think everybody knows the story of him you know a high flyer for it for his time you know double drop kicks and cross bodies and you know it, it's amazing how we've evolved as far as the style goes but he definitely was a very talented pro wrestler uh in wwe he was he was known for the genius character his feud with hogan I remember him as a genius. 
managing the Beverly Brothers. What a bizarre 90s team that is. And we kind of have a... We got a Beverly Brothers reference the other day on AEW. Uh, you know, very sad to hear 68 years old. He's He was in relatively uh, good shape still. He was doing interviews. He was doing a lot of stuff. He was still active. So uh, very sad to see the news of his passing. WWE fourth corner financials and investor call took place. They reported the company's best $1.3 billion in net revenue. Astronomical numbers. An increase of 18% year over year. I mean, in a in a in a rough economy, they're still pulling out all that money. A lot of it is TV rights fees, obviously. But it's also it's not hurting that the product is hotter than it was. Matt, would you say, MG, would you say it's hotter than what 2019 was as far as your interest level goes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Overall, um, you think so? Yeah. Uh, I just think there's more. Well, there. I mean, first of all, you got the story at the top of this, that the, the Roman Sammy. I think that's get, engaging interest. Of course. Yeah. More involved in the product. Um, 2019, uh, it it was heating up, and unfortunately, I think what happened was the pandemic just yeah. deflated everything. Yeah, I, I bring this up all the, the time. I bring this up all the time. The 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 emphasis that they were going to have on Drew McIntyre as being the next guy was astronomical. I mean, that was the plan and everything. I mean, obviously, 2020 happened and everything kind of grinded to a halt, but this is fantastic numbers. $1.3 in net revenue, increase of 18% year over year. Triple H said that having, now this is interesting, having McMahon around has been great. And, and having him back, even just at a board level, is a tremendous asset for the company. A lot of people were commenting about this. And my automatic response was, what do you want him to say? He's not going to publicly ever. I mean, listen, this is how he could possibly feel. I'm not saying he's not he's not telling the truth, but even if he wasn't telling the you know, even if he felt differently, he's not going to go publicly and say this is a detriment to the company in the middle of a sale period. It, it, to me, it was just a standard corporate answer. He acknowledged the exploration of a sale without saying the word sale. And that they were reviewing all options for shareholder value. That's another key word that they've been saying. Nick Khan says that more companies have interest in WWE media rights than last time around, which uh, very interesting. Who else could be a player here? Khan also said that McMahon's inclusion in running WWE wouldn't be a factor in the sale and that he would step down and not be involved if it went more for shareholder value. Again, that shareholder value is something is key here. Also, during that CNBC interview, uh, if you guys saw it, uh, Nick also said that the WWE sale would happen quickly, possibly within three months. Which, you know, three months, uh, you're, you're talking around the time of WrestleMania? I would I would imagine they would announce it after WrestleMania, whatever it is, right? Because that's when, you know, we'll f kind of find out what's happening with TV. But they need to get TV in place before they sell the company. I mean, that that's going to be... The value of the company is really based on their TV rights. So I'm assuming they're trying to get the most bang for the buck. There was also a story that when he was doing that CNBC interview, one of the commentators mentioned that Comcast is not really interested. And I found that to be a fascinating comment he made. 
Comcast not being interested is not something that we have all heard. And if it is, he is not. If Comcast is not interested, then really doesn't the story really fall back to a private equity group? Most likely, you know, I mean, we know the story that the Saudis would be involved. But I mean, maybe Comcast wouldn't want Vince in charge, right? It would be a very different company if Comcast ran it. I, I think people are now forgetting you would most likely get absorbed in their way of business. So that whole corporate structure would shift. The business structure would shift along with a lot of other things. So maybe that is not the best thing to keep WWE the way it is because since they're on a roll right now, very interesting. You can check out that CNBC story on their website. AEW is kicking off their house shows. AEW House Rules, a live series that begins on March 18th in Troy, Ohio. You have John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Britt Baker, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and more to be announced. This is their beginning. I mean, this is what they wanted to do. They did a couple when they first started. Not very profitable. Not profitable at all, but they were doing it to get talent out there. But they're going to be touring here. I'm very curious on what this does. What kind of buildings are they going to run? Do you want to do two, 3,000 people? Can you? AW is not what it was in 2020 or 2019 as far as, you know, that 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 interest level. Not that they're, you know, I can't blame the product because I, I very much enjoy the product. I just think there's a, there's a couple elements here. We'll talk about that. I got a really nice email from somebody. I got to read that for when we were doing Matt Men and they were talking about, you know, what they see wrong with AEW. And they, were, they started it off saying that that's really, they, they primarily watch AEW and that's their favorite product. But the stories are lacking for him. I think it depends on what you like in pro wrestling. Are you a story guy? Or do you want to see good wrestling? Unfortunately, I like to see really good wrestling and you can't really sustain a million plus with just wrestling anymore. You need something else. It's it's changed. View, viewership has changed. People habits have changed. You need you need to do more to gain that audience. Also, a report came out that AEW is considering uh, starting a streaming service, likely through Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, I think that's going to go into the conversation about the next TV rights deal, which I want to touch on in the next segment a little bit because both companies are going into TV rights. A lot of money people want. And what does it mean for AEW? Would that be something that they want to do? Very curious about that. New Japan announced the departure of Kota Ibushi. It's also a big story here. Kota Ibushi, not a guy that really liked to be locked down to one company. That was always a story about him. He did a great job in that Cruiserweight Classic, but didn't want to sign with them. Obviously, he's a DDT guy, went to New Japan, had a really strong run in New Japan. Very, I mean, just beloved. And I guess management issues have pushed him out. And now he's available. He's going to be working GCW Bloodsport, which is hysterical. And GCW Spring Break 7, WrestleMania weekend. There's also a rumor that he was approached with an offer to be Manny Pacquiao's first opponent in Ryzen. I don't think that's a good idea. I really don't think he should be facing Manny Pacquiao. Unless the payout's fantastic, <laughs> then do it. <laughs> Take that money and run. But I mean, seeing him in GCW Bloodsport, okay, that kind of makes sense. I know he's a fan of that product. Doing spring break, fine. But where does he go from here? Interest on both sides. He's facing who? Bailey in Bloodsport. 
at Bloodsport. Wow, Mike and Mike Bailey's on a on a on a tremendous climb right now. Really great talent. Very interesting. I mean, it, it really depends where does he go, right? Who does he want to go to? He's not a guy that very much likes to be locked down to a contract. So I think he would have more freedom on the AEW side to do things than the WWE side. But, you know, he's in his late 30s now. There's, there's only so much more he could do with time. I think the big story should be he goes to AEW and does something there. You got the Kenny and him match, maybe. You got the Kenny and him tag. You could do a lot here. When we come back, I want to take some time and talk about the TV deal and all these rumors around AEW and what they could possibly look at this year. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. We'll be back right after this. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live Sunday edition here on Sports Byline. Fedor had his final match last night at Bellator 290 on CBS. The last Emperor lost via first round TKO 230 against Ryan Bader. You know, he's the last of that generation of those pride guys. Uh, Were his opponents the best? Probably not, but Pride was a total spectacle, and what a great product to watch. I was a huge Pride fan. Uh, I I preferred it over UFC because of the pomp and circumstance around everything. You know, they they every it was a bigger show at the time. But one of the last guys, and you know, forty six years old, Ryan Bader. I think he's like thirty nine. He's not he's not that young or thirty eight. But time has caught on, and and that was the big story with Fedor and how. You know, it just, it was time, and that was it for him. He he wanted to have the match in Russia originally, but because of the war, obviously that's not something that's happening, but this is it. Fedor's done, the last of that generation, really. Uh, interesting show on CBS. I'm curious what the ratings do. But since we're talking about TV, I, I want to take a moment and talk about AEW and their TV and, and what's going on. Uh, great, I've loved the show on uh, on Wednesday, it was a really good show. That opening with John Moxley and Hangman was great, great match. Uh, I thought the show top to bottom, they did a lot to create, you know, to to put emphasis on on the future and the stars and everything else that they're doing. But you know, th- this is a company that's in a TV deal year, and WWE is a very, very hot product right now. And I know people are in denial about this. But when you look at their financials and you look at their ratings increasing and you look at their show numbers as far as the gates go, uh, it's a hot product. Whether or not you like every aspect of it. For me, the bloodline stuff is is the thing to tune into. Roman and Sammy, that's a very captivating story. Cody winning the Rumble, captivating story. But you, when you compare it to AEW, they're both in a TV deal. What kind of money is AEW going to get? You know, we hear that they want a streaming platform, which they need. 100% they need that streaming platform. I, there's How is it that I don't have a way to do this? You know, they, there's no archival, really, there's no archival service that has all the AEW shows on there. You got to bounce around whether or not you're on BR Live or, you know, you're you're viewing it on the TBS app. I'm not, I'm not even sure if it's next day on TBS, to be honest. Somebody told me that it is. When, when I had checked a while ago, it wasn't up for me. So I'm, I'm curious about that. But 
you know, these are all parts of the negotiation. And the network will always want more. So is the conversation that they need to add more hours in order to get more money. And unfortunately, if that's the case, and, you know, you're looking at a third hour of ramp of dynamite, which I, I don't know if I, I want that. It's very possible Tony could figure it out and do a third hour properly. He has a ton of talent on there, but you're fighting time. And it's the same problem that Raw has. If Raw was a two-hour product, I don't think the complaints would be as visceral about that show. I have a I have great difficulty. Even if it's a really good Raw, I have great difficulty sitting there for three hours. It's just not... We, we've reconditioned our brains as far as content consumption, and that's something that people overlook. My background's in media. I, I, I see analytics constantly from uh, clients as far as interest on a website, interest on a video, and it's getting shorter and shorter. We're in this TikTok generation of content consumption where if you're not getting the information within the first 15 seconds, you're, you're over it. Now, for live sports, it's different, but there's still that fatigue that plays a part. When everything else is much shorter, and now you got to sit there for three hours, and there's some low periods in there, you know, it's a problem. I don't think Tony wants to do three hours. I, I think we all know Tony doesn't want to do three hours because that's how Rampage came about. The network wanted more, and that was their compromise, to do another one-hour show. And of course it's a compromise, because who in the right mind would prefer a time slot of 10 p.m. on a Friday? It's a very difficult time slot to do any really strong numbers in. Just not not a thing. So you got to look at what are you doing here? Do you add another hour to Rampage? You also have the Ring of Honor deal you need content for. Uh, that you did not get done. You uh, you got to pop those numbers up a little bit this year for your TV. So there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, that Bloomberg article was something. Did you see that? Big jacked up Tony Khan on the cover. Ultimate Warrior level <laughs> Tony Khan. That was, a, that was a scary AI image, let me tell you. <laughs> Big jacked up dude. If you have not seen it, go look at that Bloomberg cover. Hysterical. Tony should love that. You know, we're both the same age. We grew up in that same generation of wrestling. If that was a major publication that photoshopped me on some big jacked up wrestler, I'd love it. But the article is a little eh, a little weird story there. I I, I don't want to give you my bias here. I think you guys should go read it. But, you know, he's in a, he's in a contract year. So we're going to see what happens there. Very interesting stuff. Uh, let's go into this some of the Sami Zayn stuff because uh, on SmackDown they did a great piece of business at the end uh, and and this is the story right how are they going to get to Cody how do they get there the, it's going to be difficult you created this mega baby face in Sami Zayn by accident on WWE's behalf pure talent on Sami's behalf a three-week program has turned into a huge, huge thing. But how do you move here? So at the end of SmackDown, Roman came out, and he's cutting a promo, and he's saying how he would much rather spend his time talking about a deserving opponent like Cody that won the Rumble. And, you know, the boost came. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that was the best thing to say at the end. Sammy came out, ambushed him, chased him, challenged him. 
Sammy gets jumped by the bloodline. Roman off mic, which I'm loving this off mic stuff that they're doing. If you've noticed, the mic's getting distorted now, and that is by design because they want you to feel that this is not supposed to happen. It's one of those it's not supposed to happen with the distortion in the in the audio. Nice little piece. I I, I, I like that. And Roman is, you know, is telling him that he's going to embarrass him in front of everybody in Montreal, in front of his family and friends and his fans. Great. Awesome. How are you going to get... I mean, listen, I think people want to see Sammy and Roman at this point, and, and the expectation is that Sammy's not going to win it, but how do you how do you pivot to Cody now? It's going to be a challenge. And is Cody going to be able to do it with his, you know, baby, super baby face promos that he's cutting about his family and the chance, and he, he's so grateful to be here, you know? In front of the wrong audience, they're going to turn on him heavily. Hasn't happened yet, but they got to be careful here. And it's going to be no fault of Cody's, to be honest. It's going to be really, it's going to be what, what the audience wants. And the audience really wants Sammy. Should it be the WrestleMania match? No, it should not be the WrestleMania match. But you're going to have to pivot. So it's going to, I mean, I, I would say, I lost my screen here. There we go. I lost my screen and I don't know where I am. There we go. <laughs> I would say that uh, you're going to do, you know, three on threes, obviously, with Cody and Sammy and Kevin against the bloodline. That's going to get us through a month of stuff. So you so you make it okay. Hey, look, guys, they're friends. Sammy wants him to beat him for the title. Sammy will come out and do a rah-rah to Cody. Do it. You know, I couldn't do it, but you're going to be able to do it. You're going to be able to take him down. And, you know, maybe that'll work. But WrestleMania is also very unpredictable with that crowd. MG, you think you think Cody is going to get booed at all? Um, well, it depends on how they do it. Now, for me, I think what you do is um, you got to get the heat back on the Usos. I know Brian Alvarez talked about this a couple weeks ago on uh, on this show, uh, where you somehow I think the Jey Uso stuff leads to him ultimately betraying Sammy and siding with his family and we get it, it has Sammy, to yeah. uh, KO. Yeah. You have to get the heat back on the Usos in order to let Cody shine. And yeah. then, but I don't know, I guess I, I, a, a huge heat spot in Sammy's hometown after the match, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and it, you know right? what happens? And then Cody comes out and saves, saves, you know, Kevin and, you know, I mean, you, you could do that. You could have, you know, the bloodline. Sammy, Sammy's, you know, Sammy loses. Kevin comes out to save him. Jay pops out of nowhere, cuts off. You know, they 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 handcuff both of them, a total beatdown, and here comes Cody to save the day. Roman and him go face to face. They do a thing, and then now all of a sudden, Cody's, you know, Cody's okay. Now we're yeah. off to the races, and you're off to the races. Yeah, I, I mean, you could do that. I expect them to do that. I can't see them not doing that, but. Uh, you're going to have a very challenging story for Cody, and this is going to be a nice test if they could get themselves out of this because the Bloodline stuff really has been the biggest story that they've done in years. Uh, I, I can't think of a... Uh, I can't think of a, a top story other than the Daniel Bryan stuff, but that was still, again, it wasn't by design. That happened organically. When is the last time the WWE put together a story and guided you where they want you to be that worked? I, I I don't know. Maybe the shield. 
CM Punk, you know. But again, that was another happenstance for them. Uh, this is a this has been a very interesting program because it's it, one of the few times that they've told the audience, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is who we're doing it with," and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm cool with this. I like this. I want to see more." The biggest complaint right now is people don't want the bloodline to fall apart because it's so good. That's rare. Normally, WWE just they have something that's hot and they 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 break it down to the floor. I mean, they 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 bury the entire thing because they do it so much. But Roman's very well protected, so very cool stuff here. We're gonna see what happens, but matches are already set up. You know, we got the women's title match, we got the men's title match, you got the tag match. You know, these are things that are set up here. We got to go to a quick break when we get back. WWE Vengeance Day, NXT Vengeance Day, I should say, last night. We'll talk about this show and a whole lot more. Wrestling Observer Live on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. This is sponsored by IBM. The 65th Annual Grammy Awards Red Carpet will see the return of one very special guest, IBM Watson's Artificial Intelligence, delivering a data-driven fan experience during the show. Grammy Insights with Watson draws from over 20 million sources to share info about hundreds of Grammy nominees and winners live on screen as they walk the red carpet. Christy Kolsky, IBM Program Director. Music's Biggest Night is loaded with exciting artists and creators. And Grammy Insights with IBM Watson elevates the fan experience by sharing their inspiring stories on screen as they walk the red carpet, as well as on the artist pages on Grammy.com. This year, IBM is also helping the Recording Academy with design, implementation, and management of its member experience on Salesforce, developing world-class, personalized journeys for more than 22,000 music professionals around the world. Visit live.grammy.com during the 65th Annual Grammy Awards Red Carpet Livestream on Sunday, February 5th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to see Grammy Insights with Watson. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. Last night, NXT Vengeance Day. Their first standalone PLE live event, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, since February 16, 2020. About a month before the entire planet shut down <laughs> for, for, for a number of months and years. I want to I want to talk about this card very quickly because what a very interesting uh, change of product. This was the last takeover event that took place before the start of the pandemic. NXT was discontinued September of 2021, and take a look at this card. You got you had Keith Lee and and Dominic Dijakovic. You had Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. You had Finn Balor. And Johnny Gargano. You had Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. You had the Bruiserweights. Bruiserweights. It was Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne defeating Undisputed Era Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And you had Adam Cole defeating Tomasa Ciampa in a 33-minute match for the NXT Championship. Right? Very different product today. Very different show. What did you think, MG? Well, I want to get your opinion of this Vengeance Day show. What did you think? They had over 5,000 people in attendance, which is, you know, for, for a company that doesn't tour and has been, you know, subjugated to becoming just developmental with all new people that, that most, I mean, Dominic Dijakovic is the only one on that card. And he just went down there. So very unique, very interesting, very different card here. Uh, for NXT, what were you, what was your thoughts on this watching it live? Um, I I felt like it was more of just a run of the mill show. To be honest with you, I felt the it was, same way. It, it was very. Um, I mean, there was a couple of highlights. Um, uh, oh, guy that came out with Apollo Crews. Why is he? Uh, uh, Dabakato, who was Dabakato Commander returned. Aziz. Yeah. yeah, that was that was like the only really surprise on the whole show. There was no, um, there was no angle that setting up anything else after the steel cage match. It was just kind of there. I mean, it was good. And some of the matches were good. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo had a really good match with an but you odd know what? ending. It was a, it was an odd, it was a two o, it was a two o match. Yeah, you know, was, Carmelo Hayes beat him end. twice in a row, and you know, you know. By the way, this is a Triple H booked product, right? This is this is his product. Uh, Wesley and Di- Dijak in the opener. Dijak got a nasty injury to his finger. Apparently, it's not broken. Fallon Henley, Ke- uh, Kiana James defeated Katana Chance and Caden Carter to win the titles. You had a two out of three pinfall, like we said, with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is great, by the way. Impressive dude, for sure. 
You want a hot take? Yeah, give me a hot take. I think he's going to go farther than um, Braun Breaker. That, you know what? I 100% I, I, could see that. He, he he is so good on the mic. He doesn't need Trick Williams. And I at some point, they need to split those guys off. But, man, I I love Carmelo Hayes. Uh, he's really good. Gallus defeated the New Day. Pretty deadly in chance you to win the titles. Uh, you know, you know what was interesting? Chase. The, the Chase. What did I say? Chance you. Chance. Chase. <laughs> chance you. Sorry. Chance. Chance you. Chase you. Chance you. It's it's, it's, it's it, all these letters are the same. Uh, the emphasis on pretty deadly is fascinating to me. A lot of emphasis on them. So I I imagine you know they, they are a product that they are a team that's going to come up to the main product. Uh, this gets the new day out of NXT to do whatever. Uh, Roxanne Perez looked great, defeating Gigi Dolan and uh, um, my brain, uh, uh, JC JC uh, Jane. JC Jane, sorry, too many J's yeah. there to retain the title. And he had the main event: the Steel Cage Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. Uh, you know, Braun. When when is the time for Braun Breaker? Right? Is having him in NXT doing anything for him at this point? I just think he needs more uh what's the word? He he needs to be more um like just get exposed to more beats, character development. I think other than that, he's got the he's got the in ring pretty much down. Yeah, he's, he's more a, he's, one he's, note though. Yeah, he is more no, one note, but some but that's fine sometimes. I, I'm not even I'm not holding that against him. If you if you use him properly, it could work. But once you bring him up, you know, bring him up to the main roster. Maybe it's maybe he's just not ready yet. But he doesn't really have anybody in NXT left. I'm looking at this roster. Who's going to beat him? Believably, and you're not taking Carmelo someone from Hayes the main roster. One. Carmelo Hayes. That's yeah, only but one. you know, yeah. but should it be Carmelo Hayes? Well, it depends on who's coming up. You know, uh, you know, you always have that over your head when you talk NXT, right? When are they going? When are they going to finally go to the main roster? And that that's uh, factored in. You know, Braun Breaker uh, is obviously so much emphasis on him. He's he's the golden goose there. But I, I are people like looking at this NXT card from obviously it's three years ago now, right? Three years ago, I would buy a ticket to see a number of these people. I would want to see Tommaso Ciampa. I'd want to see Adam Cole. I'd want to see Undisputed Era. I'd want to see Finn Balor. I want to see Johnny Gargano. I want to see Keith Lee. I want to see everybody on this card. I would want to see. Well, a lot of those guys, you, a lot of those guys had been around for years. Before. For years, yeah. Look but at it, this again, card. It's a Look very up different and down company. This card and and say, other than the New Day, say how many of these people have been on my TV for more than a year? All I mean, of listen, them I, are brand I, new. I think. I think. I think. You know, Gigi Dolan, obviously, she's going to have a future in that company. Uh, pretty deadly. You could tell that they're very fond of them. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, very obvious, the emphasis. Like, he's a favorite down there. But I, it's really Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker, and that's really, and they haven't really convinced me that either one is the guy to come to the main roster tomorrow. They don't have and that the- person. And on the women's side, it's Roxanne Perez and then um, uh, everyone else, really. Listen, you you uh, have a TV show that's two hours on a Tuesday every week. They're, the ratings are not terrible. 
I think people look at the number. It, like USA is thrilled with that company being in the 600s, that TV show. 600,000-ish. However, you know, here's how I see this. I love seeing Johnny Gargano on TV. But is it a benefit to him? Like, what? You know, you have Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano back in NXT. What does that do to that TV show? Does it help them? Does it does it improve their longevity in pro wrestling and their presence on TV? Does it help NXT? I mean, I, I think you got to reevaluate what you're doing with NXT if you're going to continue being a two-hour product every single week on Tuesday. 600,000, yeah, you could do that, but you're going to, I mean, right now you're, you're, you're sustaining it because the product's hot. WWE main product is hot right now, so people are tuning in. But this is something that you got to continue to grow, especially in TV rights situations. I don't know exactly how much they're getting for this show, but I, I was, I was, it wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a great show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, again, it was down the middle. Shawn Michaels afterwards held, held a press conference regarding Dijak. Michael said that the x-rays were taken and it turned out that his finger is not broken. It was put back in place. Did you see the finger? I did see the finger. It was nasty. <laughs> I don't know how, how it's not broken, but yeah. Do you know what I think of? Do you remember when, when the Mountie got arrested at SummerSlam 90, 91 and the cops are booking him and he's like, give me your finger. And he goes, you want a finger? I'll give you a finger. That popped me so much as a kid. <laughs> Every time someone says something about a finger, that's all that comes to mind in wrestling. Uh, Grayson Waller stormed in. This was interesting. And he started running down Sean and saying he's not one of his guys. And he goes, what do you want me to do? You want me to dress up like you? You want me to pose like you? And then he's he attacked Sean Ross Sapp at a left field. And he's like, who are you talking to? Sean Ross Simp? I had to rewind it like three times and I messaged Sean. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? What did you do to this dude? <laughs> he was just asking a question. It was so weird. That poor man. He was just asking a question. All of a sudden he's being attacked by Grayson Waller. In an angle. <laughs> he caught himself in an anger angle. Uh, you know what? I thought that was pretty cool. It really highlighted Grayson Waller there. Um, that, that gave me, you know, a little hope for him. But he's right. He goes, what do I have to do? Do I have to be like you? Do I need to be like Deez? Do I need a Diesel? Do I need to do a slap and high five? Pretty cool like stuff. I do like that they're trying new stuff with NXT. That's one thing I always appreciate. Is, you know, and I think when you don't have, of, you know. yeah, when you don't have established talent there, uh, mm -hmm. you, you're, you, you can do more of this because right. you're not going to have people already set in doing things a certain way, which I do appreciate that. I do think it's a very different product. And some of, you know, maybe some of that detriment for me watching it is that it is a different product. And I'm just an old timey guy now and I can't get into it. Uh, you know, again, I don't watch it and say this is really bad. I watch it and say, okay, it was whatever. And that is the problem. And, and, I, and I know a lot of people feel that way as well. A lot of people well, that are covering it feel that way. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not crapping on the talent whatsoever. If it's developmental, they're doing a great job at it. But he, for me, I don't have two hours to watch a developmental product like I did a couple of years ago. You got to have, have, you got to give me more for me to tune in. I'm watching two hours of Dynamite. I'm watching an hour of Rampage. I'm watching two hours of SmackDown. I'm kind of watching Raw, abridged. 
I got hours and hours of wrestling. I got three hours of AEW that I'm watching. I'm also catching some of their online exclusive stuff. You know, whether, you know, Dark or Dark Elevator, whatever. New Japan, I'm catching on. You know, you got to pick and choose. Impact is on. MLW has a new TV deal. You're going, something is going to give. And and right now, it can't be AEW and it can't be main WWE product right now for me. So, really, it, it, it becomes NXT or I miss some of the Impact stuff or, you know, it just, that's how it is. You, you know, viewing hours are, 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 you're getting pulled everywhere before the concept was, and this goes into every aspect, right? You're no longer competing with just your your parallel product. You know, it's not WCW versus WWE. You're competing with everything. You're competing with TikTok. You're competing with YouTube. You're competing with video games. You're competing with Discord. You're competing with Twitch. All of this takes away. 30 years ago, when, when I was watching WWE, there really, uh, there wasn't, the competition wasn't there. You had Monday Night Football, but nobody was going online and, and watching online, you know, YouTube. It didn't exist. So these are all things that you need to take into account when it comes to must-see TV. You must make it must-see TV. Appointment television. How do you do that? I don't know how you do that with a developmental product where people go away so often. Final few minutes of the show coming up. Going to a quick break. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline. Stay tuned. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. 
InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live here on Sports Byline Sunday edition. Interesting week of pro wrestling ahead. Where are my dynamite matches, MG? Let's see. Where are my dynamite matches? Where are my notes? Where am I? Who am I? Where are we? Dynamite this week. We're going to have, here we go, as he's copying and pasting. MJF facing off against Takeshita in an AW World Title Eliminator match. Ricky Starks attempts to run the Garcia Guevara or Guevara Garcia gauntlet. Brian Danielson versus Roosh. I'm looking forward to this. I thought they would do Zack Sabre Jr. somehow, considering he's in the States. I really thought they could make it work. You know what? I'm disappointed, personally. Not that they ever mentioned this at all. AW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter takes on the Bunny in a title eliminator match, and the acclaimed defend the AW Tag Team Championship against the Guns. A lot of people assuming Billy turns on the acclaimed, and you got to do something cool there. I don't know. But a nice lineup of matches, and we're getting to uh, we're getting to a pay per view. Do you think it's time for Danielson to win that title? Should MJF lose the title, or are you continuing the story that Danielson just can't cut it for the big ones? That has really been his story with title, uh, I guess, title matches and challenges. He tied with Kenny. He couldn't do it with Hangman. You know, this is a story for Danielson. Slow burn. Eventually, there's going to have to be a payoff, and he's going to become AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And I think, you know, going into a TV deal, you might want to do that without a CM Punk. So we'll see what happens. But a whole lot more next week. We'll be back on Wrestling Observer Live. Hey, do me a favor. Follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Zarian. Everything else I do is on there. And we'll see you all next time. Take care. Live worldwide and no holds barred. We're talking boxing and mixed martial arts coming up right after the news on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, SportsByline.com, and a thousand other internet platforms. Straight up after the news, it's no holds barred and ring talk on Sports Byline. Worldwide and no
USA News, I'm Rich Johnson. The Pentagon is not buying China's claim that a big balloon floating over North America is a weather balloon. First of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon, uh, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. Air Force General Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says at 60,000 feet, the balloon is not a danger to aviation. He adds the military decided not to... Tra- as it does for the potential data collected. What are we going to do the next time this happens?